welcome to No Filter with Kobo. I'm Gabby and today's episode is the first of a series called Formula of the Month. In this series, we will feature a formula developed by Kobo's application labs, discuss the ingredients used and give some tips to help you create amazing products. This episode formula is an exciting waterproof mascara in bright red shade. The code for it is KMA-093, wax-free anhydrous red mascara. We will get to know what's trending for our products and how to make waterproof formulations which deliver common mascara benefits and how to develop clean and bright red color. If you want to see how this mascara works, please check our social media for pictures of the application. You can also check with your account manager for samples. Let me introduce our guest who will take us through formulation details and describe properties of this formula. Our speaker today is Tatiana Sebekman. Tatiana is Kobo's US Application Lab Director. Prior to joining Kobo, Tatiana worked as a manager of Mascara Corporate Development Laboratory at Estee Lauder, covering Estee Lauder, Clinique, Bobby Brown, Tom Ford, and many other brands. Followed with leading Cody's R&D, ICE category for Rimmel, Aston, and NYC brands, and hold the position of Head of Corporate Innovation and Emotion Technologies for Eyes and Face at Revlon for Avalon, Almay, and Elizabeth Arding brands. Thank you for joining us, Tatiana. Gabi, thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me, and thank you for letting me talk about this innovative formula. Uh, I would like to start with my inspiration behind this formulation. I think it's very important to get inspired before you do something. So it's going to bring you to the better place. I always want to make a waterproof and 100% anhydrous mascara with a lot of volume. A long time ago, when I was an elementary school girl, that was a long time ago, my mother used the mascara, which looked as a small brick in the cardboard box. Um, young generation probably don't remember that. The brush was similar to toothpaste brush, and it was required to wet down the brush in a water in order to apply to the lashes. It was providing enormous volume, but very clumpy volume. I believe the formula was anhydrous and made with primarily triethanolamine steroid soap and polysorbitone, so very irritating components. I was thinking on how to make similar conceptual formula without irritating materials, not in the brick format, fill it into the mascara while with rod, brush, and soft wiper, and have similar or better amount of clean and non-clumpy volume, which is very important. Oh, Tatiana, that's a very interesting and outside of the box uh, thinking. I really believe that innovation sometimes is making something that is familiar, but in a different way. And now, since you mentioned uh, volume and also being waterproof, can you explain how to make those two things work in a formula? Yes, Gabi, for sure. I will explain this to you. It's really interesting formulation points. First of all, I was determined to make volumizing and lengthening waterproof mascara. That's the point number one. Conventional waterproof mascaras are hard to make as much volumizing and lengthening as conventional non-waterproof mascara for the reasoning of the very small water phase and reverse water oil emulsion instead of oil water emulsion. This creates limitation of percent of film formers and nature of film formers to it. 
oil-based film formers are non-drying or long-time drying in co comparison to water dispersible latex film or film made with uh, polyurethane, for example. I was working around combination of volatile solvent, film formers in the same solvent, and rich red iron oxide pigment dispersion in a volatile solvent. Cobalt products have all required elements available, and it was not a difficult journey to combine materials together. I took out voxes from the equation because of their smudging nature, and also I did not want to heat up the formula base. I did not want to lose volatile materials due to the evaporation at high temperature and come out in the end to the 100% formula. Okay, got it. I started in the formula, you have two types of materials that have volatiles in the composition. Is it dispersion, a pigmentary dispersion, and also the film formers. Can you explain more about those ingredients? Definitely. Good question. Thank you, Gabi. So let's just take a look at the um, blocks of ingredients we use here. First two material based on volatile IDDR, PMLVP75R, dispersion comprises of red iron oxide and two solvents, isodecane and isohexadecane. Also, I have emulsifiers or pigment wetting agents in the same dispersion, such as lecithin and polyhydroxysteric acid. Suspending polymers, ethylene propylene styrene copolymer and butylene ethylene styrene copolymer. And pigments are treatment is suitable for hydrocarbons-based formulations. This is isopropyl titanium triazosterate. Properly developed and treated red iron oxide provide a deep red background with a slightly dirty color and do not smudge due to being dispersed in volatile IDD. No smudging underneath of eyes, no red eye look. The second block are made of film formers. So first of all, Cobogard 5400 IDD, film former based on oil-soluble rosin, hydrogenated polycyclopentadiene. It's 70% dissolved in isodecane. I would like to point out that the Cobogard HRPC, also based on the same rosin and Vaxus combination, is a cobopatented technology. And the third block was the Powerful film former Cobogard MQ75ETS. This is MQ resin of trimethylsiloxysilicate dissolved in ethyl trisiloxane. Both film formers work synergistically between each other. MQ resin is stronger, resin is more flexible. Together they build flexible but strong film. And to make the great volume, uh, we use the volumizing powder complex, which comprises of kaolin and FS-treated perflora, hexyl, ethyl, triethoxysilane, spherical silica with low oil-absorbing microsphere, MSS500 and FS. Combination of clay particles and spherical silica particles creates layering effect over each lash and as the result, buildable volume. The polymer binds the pigments FS-treated microsphere and clay to the lashes, minimizing or illuminating flaking during wear after application. Now I want to go over uh, the color, since for me, when I look at this product, is the first thing that comes to my mind. Can you tell us about the color trends, which are really currently very popular in mascaras on the global market? Oh, this is a very good point, Gabi. I am so pleased that you point this out. 
Um, let's just do a little review of what's going on in the market right now in mascara market. You know, mascara is a very important part of cosmetic products. Bright color mascaras is an ongoing trend from the time of pandemic and for 2022. And I believe it's going to trend even further. Eyes are the most visual part of the face, even many of us are still wearing masks. You could check brands like L'Oreal, Voluminous Original Washable Bold Eye Mascara in Zip Green and Zip Burgundy, Zip Violet and Cobalt Blue. ColourPop, a very trendy brand, uh, made a new formulas and they have a very interesting names like Left and Red, Purple Pros, Blue Ya Mind. Uh, deep burgundy, deep violet, and cobalt blue, like I said, from L'Oreal. Uh, there is also interesting mascara from very traditional brand, Shishida, Control Chaos Mascara, Ink in Emerald Energy. YSL Mascara, Vinyl Couture Number no. 6, I Am The Madness. You know, YSL is very, very known for many, many shades of mascara. Colored mascara brings more attention to eyes, make eyes look widely open, and goes together with sparkling eyeshadows and many bright shades of the eyeliners. So you could create many different looks if you would like to have it. Especially during upcoming holiday season, and we know Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year are coming, red, green, orange, and gold are in every celebration. It is easier to make a bright shade in a gel formulation due to the absence of the waxes, which dull the color during crystallization process. Yeah, so we could really say that this mascara is a good example of this trend, right? And when you say bright colors, how to achieve that in a mascara so it really transferred that brightness uh, to the lashes? Very good question. And you know how hard is this, especially in the red color. Yes. <laughs> but we made, we made an invention here. And what's helped us, it's the cobalt materials. It is hard to make very bright red shade in mascara. Only red iron oxide, uh, which showcase color of brick, and carmine, which is animal-derived material, and therefore not clean and sustainable, but not consistent lot to lot in color and hard to preserve due to the nature, are approved for eyes by FDA. FDNC red number 40 aluminum lake is also approved by FDA, but not approved in Japan, so it's not a globally approved colorant. Our point was to incorporate pearlescent material, which provides brightness and clean red-blue color without having carmine in its composition. This was possible with the use of KTZ SM Bright Move. This is a brand new uh, pearlescent material based on synthetic mica or synthetic fluorofogopite and silicon titanium dioxide and red iron oxide in its composition, which is mimicking carmine shade without carmine. It took us to make a few trials to come out with the optimized ratio between red iron oxide treated with ITT. It's great to use treated pigments in those type of formulations because the color is better saturated due to the treatment. And we use the same dispersion, which we described previously, and KTZ SM Bright Move. The end result is what you could see today. Okay, that looks really a good option. But I do have a question. As a formulator, I work with pearls and I know that they can absorb some of the solvents in the formula and make the application a little bit dry, a little bit clumpy, which obviously we did not want. 
how to formulate with the pearls but avoid that? Uh, yeah, I, I think I could explain how to avoid this problem. Definitely pearls are very absorbing and you don't want to absorb more than you have to. So chemist who is working on the black shade of mascara and this is very important to start with the black sheet because the black sheet is always in the line, right? And this is your control forever. Must calculate an oil absorption of the whole formula. We taking under consideration all the fillers and pigments and their percentages all together. The same principle is required to the colored mascaras and those mascaras must match the oil absorption of black shaded mascara. The QS is the main solvent. So you have to find the balance and your formula have to have the same absorption that your black shade. This way, every formula, regardless of the shade and shade additives will perform the same way. That's a really good tip. And now for the last question, I want to quickly come back to the waterproof uh, claim. It's not something easy to do. You already explained about the film formers and how to achieve that in the formula, but how does Cobus support that claim and say that the formula is really waterproof? Uh, basically, um, we just do our own uh, created test to check the waterproofness. And as you know, we're talking now about totally anhydrous mascara, so no doubt that this formula is waterproof. But at COBA, we develop our own test uh, with setup criteria. And if the outcome is between 80 to 100% of the product left over, we are sure that the formula is waterproof. For 50 to 79% result, um, the formula is very water resistant. I'm sure that every cosmetic company who formulates mascaras have their own methodology for checkup initial waterproofness or water resistance. So if anybody interested about our method um, to checking of checking, we definitely could come and um, answer this question separately. Okay, thank you, Tatiana, really for explaining how is possible to develop really a waterproof mascara with a bright shade and still have a good performance and stability. Thank you so much, Gabi. It was a big pleasure to be together with you today. And thank you for listening to us. If you want to know more, in the description of this episode, you will find links to the complete formula and literature of the ingredients we discussed. Also remember that on social media, searching at Kobo product, you will find pictures of the product and application. This podcast has been created by the content team at Kobo Products Inc., a raw material cosmetic manufacturer and distributor specializing in treated pigments and dispersions. To not miss any new episodes, be sure to follow us on Spotify or the platform of your choice. See you next time. <laughs>